Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Hey out there in listener land, we are back with another episode of The Elite Life where we talk about grit, grace, and real estate. Sometimes food, sometimes life, sometimes goals, a little bit of everything. Sometimes we vent about our kids so we don't end up in prison. That happens too, definitely. So today... What are we talking about today, Trish? Tell everybody. Today we're talking about how'd you do in Q1? What? That sounds so fascinating. So fascinating, right? So we all set some goals, some some things we wanted to accomplish, some intentions, whatever you want to call it. I guarantee you wake, you woke up on January 1st and we're like, new year, new me. Uh-huh. I'm going to stick to this budget. I'm going to do that. my prospecting calls. I did that. Drop 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Did you do any of those things? Uh. I have been semi-consistent in taking a vitamin. That is my biggest (laughs) success. I'll take it. I'll take it. But you know what? Here's the thing. We're doing this episode because so often we get to like October, November, and you know, every Tuesday we have Tuesday team chat at our office, 411 accountability meeting, and we check in with our goals. And people come in and out of that meeting, and that's totally okay, but it never fails. October, November come around, and they're talking about what they're doing this week, what they did last week. And I'm like, how you doing on your year? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, totally bombed all of that. Well, yeah, because you didn't even look at it till October, right? And then there's the agents who come in and realize how far behind they are and they make this face and they go. Exactly. So you cannot just be looking at what I did this week and what I did next week. That's important. It's a super Because it keeps you on track. Yeah, absolutely. But it is, in, in the puzzle of life, there are many pieces. And what you're doing today and this week and next week is just one little piece. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, uh, how many agents out there? I'm curious. I wonder how many listening actually consistently review these these markers. Um, I guess that would be shout out to the listeners. If you're listening right now, whatever platform you're on, drop us a comment. Tell us how often and be honest. Nobody, no judgment. Um, tell us how frequently you look at your benchmarkers. We've talked before about here's my yearly goal and break it down to monthly action steps and weekly action steps. How frequently are you looking at that list and measuring out where you're at? So for example, this year, Ryan and I said, we want to sell 24 houses. That was, that was, we want to help 24 people or sell 24 houses. I don't care how you call it. But we want to do 24 deals. He wanted to do 12 on his own. Um, and we, so that's two, two, two closings a month. Um, and because we did not, properly set ourselves up in December. We had no closings in January. We have some for February. We've got some lined up for March. So we're getting there. But if I was just like, and not keeping that number in mind, um, 
it just wouldn't matter because you're going to get off track. Um, you might even be ahead. You might even be ahead of whatever your marker was. Like if your goal was to spend 10 hours making prospecting calls, maybe you didn't even realize it because you were so focused. You did 12 hours mm-hmm. and you're ahead. Yeah. And I think that that's super, super important. I love what you guys did because people, I watch on the 411 sheets and people set their yearly goals and then they set their January goals according to their yearly goals. And then they just keep repeating those without taking into account, well, you know, you got to close two per month if you didn't close two in January. Well, guess what? Now in February, you need to close four, right? Yeah. Two plus two is four. Two plus two is four. (laughs) But so many people don't do that. I watch that month after month after month, they keep those exact same goals there without accounting for the fact that they fell short the month before. And when I do our family calendar, because I always have our family goals calendar, and then I have my business goals, and then I have my personal goals. So I actually have three separate calendars. Sure, because why not? Why not, (laughs) right? Um, But I am constantly keeping tally of that, right? So at the end of the month for our family goals, I go through and I count our little stickers. And um, I think our family goal for workouts, I'm probably off a little bit, but it's like 1,612 or something. Well, trying to track 1,612 workouts between four people throughout an entire year like you got to stay on top of that. So every day I have to check that the stickers are on there. And then at the end of the month, I account for how much we did for the month. And then I account in whatever we were short, I add on to the next month. So if we only read two books next month, we got to read 10, right? Yeah. Um, and then I take a screenshot of that and I text it to the whole fam. Hi, Billy. Oh, well, Trisha's got a visitor on her lap, so I'll take over here. Um, Super important to stay on top. And um, that's what Ryan and I did. So what that means is um, because we fell short in January, uh, we got to ramp it up, right? And so now Ryan and I are having really great conversations of like, what else can we do? Because prospecting calls are already on the list. Calling spiders, not spiders. We're not talking to spiders. They're dangerous (laughs) and scary. Calling expireds following up with the people who are in the database. But also, we're making plans to host webinars, host um, first, first-time first homebuyer informational seminars, investor seminars, um, and flyering our parents' neighborhood because we both grew up. We grew up like two streets from each other. That's for another episode. But everybody in the neighborhood knows that we grew up there. And so there's absolutely no reason why Um, I mean, Ryan would do it right now because he's a polar bear. I'm going to wait until it's about 60 degrees. But we're going to walk around that neighborhood and we're going to door knock and we're going to flyer the neighborhood. I love Alexis's idea. She goes and she partnered with um, a smoothie shop, um, Farmington Nutrition, I think. And she sits there and she tells everybody on her social media, I'm here from 12 to 2 every Tuesday. Come see me. I'll buy you a drink. Let's have a chat. So smart. So smart. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, it's super important to have some sort of tool that you're tracking with, right? You have to know your numbers. So we've talked in the past about um, KPI trackers, key performance indicators. And you just mentioned a few of those, which are how many doors did you knock? How many prospecting calls did you make? How many letters did you send out? Because it's so easy in life to feel very busy, but you're not actually producing anything. And I hear that 
a lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm like, okay, show me your tracker. How many calls have you made? And they don't have one. Many, many, many people don't have them. And you need to have those in place. So like we use the Bat Doc, the business activity tracker, and the 411. You guys could go over to mystarsacademy.com, download the Bat Doc or the 411 sheet, right? Um, it's part of the Agent Accelerator program. And we provide that so you take the guesswork out of how many calls do I need to make? Well, if you've tracked your calls and you've tracked your appointments and you've tracked your closings, then you know it takes 50 calls to get two appointments to get one closing, right? Yeah. And that's why it's so crucial. So I actually, it's funny, like on my Google calendar, I have 411 meeting and then the next morning I have plan 411 goals. So not only does it go on my sheet what I need to do for the week, but then I take those things and I put them into the calendar in a lot of time for those things. And then I have on their 411 review on Monday. So I can look at my 411 and say, okay, I did these things this week. I did these things last week. I did these things this month. And then look at your year and decide when you did your year in January, if you did not do this, I want you to go back, go back to your January goals, right, for the year, and I want you to write next to them what quarter you're doing those in, right? Okay. Because if I said I am going to produce a podcast, well, what quarter am I producing that podcast in? When am I starting it? When am I going to have it finished by? Because if you don't have dates on those yearly goals, deadlines that you're going to have them done by and quarters that you're going to work them in, again, you get to October and nothing's done, right? If you're just working every day to just get 20 deals closed, then that's the only goal you're achieving this year, right? So yeah. you have to have benchmarks. You have to have a map and a plan. So if your goal is to get 50 closings, then you also should have in the goals 12 come from uh, social media, 15 come from door knocking, 10 come from the smoothie place. And then in your monthly, I'm going to go to the smoothie place. I'm going to door knock. I'm right. going to send it out. And then in your weekly, I send out this many. I do this many, right? So you have to work it backwards and you have to have that plan really clear and you have to be revisiting it often, right? So be checking in daily with your business activity tracker on your key performance indicators. Be checking in weekly on am I hitting my monthly goals? Be checking in monthly, am I hitting my yearly goals? You have to be always tracking. And it doesn't take a lot of time to do it. I spend maybe 15 minutes at the, the last day of each month rechecking all of our calendars that were on track for the year. Not a big deal. I think you're a wizard for only spending 15 minutes on all of that stuff. But um, I think that another important thing to say is I've learned this from myself and TJ and I have talked a lot about it is sometimes your goals change and that's okay. I think a lot of people set their goals at the beginning of the year and I'm not saying your goal should change because you're falling behind. If you said you're going to close 24 deals this year and you're falling behind so you're like, oh, maybe I'll change it to 12, that doesn't count. But sometimes things happen in life or you come upon a different opportunity and you say, okay, I don't want to close 20 four deals and anymore. I want to help three 
of my investors buy apartment buildings. So that switches your focus. You're still, you're, you still have to work backwards. You still have to figure out where are these people going to come from? Where am I going to find these listings? Um, you know, things like that. So there's still work to it, but you've, you've changed your goal. And I think that's fine. I think changing it every week at your whim is silly, but if you have, like I said, another opportunity or something like that where you are like, okay, I'm going to go in a different direction, that's fine because that's life. Yeah. I think another thing to kind of add to that that's really, really crucial is make sure that your goals are actually your goals. Amen. People really default to like, I'm going to write this down because this is what I should write down. But if it's not in your heart to actually do the work that it takes to make $350,000 this year, don't put $350,000 this year as your goal. If you're not willing to sacrifice, so it should be, what do I want? Why do I want it? And what am I willing to do to get it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're making these huge, audacious, giant goals, then you better be willing to sacrifice a lot of other things, mm-hmm. right? You're and, sacrificing time. Yeah. Um, missing things because you're going to be on that grind. You're sacrificing pride sometimes too because you're going to make 250,000 phone calls and 85% of those people are going to tell you pound sand and they'll probably be a lot more uh, terse than I am, you know, but it's uh, it, it's definitely a trade-off. It's mm-hmm. a trade-off, but I I think I think that's a great point because at one at one time I was like I was trying to be you. Mm-hmm. And which we, because you're you're such an inspiration, you've helped me so much, you've coached me through so much business and and personal and I, I love what you have. I love what you've built. It's definitely something to be proud of. It's admirable. But I had to come to a place where I'm like, I'm not her. <laughs> I'm not trying to be up in the gym every single day. I'm going to do my little five squats while I'm making the coffee. And that's good for me. So yeah. it's okay to, um, to admire people and to aspire. But make sure that it's yours. So instead of doing CrossFit seven days a week, I am just making a plan to be intentional with my movement. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not, you know, I'm not freaking out about like, oh, I have to run a mile. No, you just have to move your body intentionally for 30 minutes. And if you can't do that, this obviously isn't a goal for you. Right. So I think that would be another point is like, if you find yourself consistently not doing something, then it's obviously not important. Mm. And if you're consistently not building your business, it's obviously not important. And you should probably find another way to pay your bills. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. And a lot of people, again, I always go back to like, I hate the Facebook groups because <laughs> the realtors in these Facebook groups are like, you have to door knock. And I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, listen, they're like, well, do I have to door knock? I'm like, here's the thing. I want you to have a list of things that realtors can do to make money. Look at that list and pick three things that you think you'll enjoy doing. Go and try those three things for six to eight months. If those 
things don't work after you have consistently tried them day after day, month after month for six to eight months, then move on to a different three. But do not, do not go and door knock. If you yourself hate when someone knocks at your door, it makes you feel like throwing up the thought of going and knocking on somebody else's door. You don't like surprises. You don't like surprising somebody else. That's going to be a terrible experience. It's going to be terrible. And it's going to make you hate the decision that you made to go into real estate. Yeah, absolutely. If you hate, like there's, there's a huge difference. I was trying to get across, like there's a huge difference with being uncomfortable because you're learning something and being uncomfortable because it's something you hate doing. Yeah. Right? And you need to be able to differentiate between the two um, and f- do what you love, right? Like you can be a social media realtor and hit it out of the park because you love being on social media all the time and that works for you and you enjoy it and it comes through and people see it and they refer business to you. You may be someone who hates social media. That will come out in your social media. You'll be posting like awful posts. You know, you can tell like 75 paragraph things that you copied off of a, you know, magazine article or a blog or something. Like you can tell your heart's not in it, right? You're not happily sharing your life. You're trudging through posting random crap, right? Or trying to sell houses on Facebook. Like, that's that's not going to work, right? So make sure that whatever it is you're doing that your goals uh, your goals should be your goals and your goals should align with what brings you joy. And if it brings you joy and you like doing it, like we like serving people, we like helping people, we like being a part of impacting their lives, so we'll love doing this forever. It never feels like a job, right? right. But like we talked about in prior episodes, if you're not a people person and you don't want people calling you all the time and you don't want them complaining to you when it's not going their day or you can't handle the stress of when things go sideways and you have to start thinking outside of the box, what are we going to do? Then that shouldn't be your goal. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like so many agents get super caught up with, especially when they're new, like we've talked about before, you're full of fire and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you go to the office and you get into the rah-rah, you know, with everybody being motivated. But then you go home and you're like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't want to do this. It's just, you, I, you just, you have to line everything up with you. Yeah, You just have to. And I would say like, we mentioned the bat doc. We mentioned the 411. Um, but having having a tracking system. So making sure like if you use a dialer, you're counting your dials. If you use a CRM like we do, we use Follow Boss, great CRM. You're using your smart list. Like people will ask me, what's the best script to what's the best script there is? The one you use, right? right. Like you have to have and you have to practice. Mm-hmm. You have to I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. You have to practice. This is one thing that I learned in sales a long time ago is if you don't sit and practice your script, you're going to either sound like a robot or you're going to sound like an idiot because you don't know what you're talking about. And sometimes you get a script and you use it, then you modify it to fit your feel, fit your style. Like I remember when I was working in property management, I hired one of our friends, uh, Phil, shout out to Phil DeKonick. Um, he he left Quill. He had been super freaking successful at Quill for so long, got sick of the rat race. And literally the moment he quit, 
I started plotting on getting him for my property management company because he's a very, very good salesman. So he fi- I finally talked him into it and he came in. I handed him the script that I had prepared, that I use, all the stuff I said. He's like, this is too long. I'll make my own. So he, <laughs> he, he literally took the script, cut it down to three sentences and was super successful. So like take, it's okay to take something and, and modify it, but you, you have to use it. It has to be the one that you use and it has to feel like you. If you're, if you're just getting started, um, a great, a great um, practice is uh, get in front of the mirror, get dolled up like you're going to a listing appointment or a buyer's consultation, whatever you're practicing, get in front of the mirror and watch yourself do it, which at first is really super weird because how often do we watch ourselves do things? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can get in front of the mirror and you can run through that script, uh, even just like make it a point, like right before bed, you're just going to run through that script like one or two times, um, you know, in the mirror or record yourself, uh, audio video. I almost said videotape. (laughs) (laughs) So that is a great way to get some practice. Yeah, I will tell you when I was speaking on stage at Suburban last year, um, I grabbed Angelina's karaoke mic and I put on the um, webcam on my computer, like popped up the little webcam, and I recorded myself doing my speech, doing my speech, doing my speech so I could get in the habit of walking around with my microphone and I could re-watch it and hear where I messed up, hear what part was giving me a hard time. And I realized like there was a piece in the beginning I kept messing up, kept messing up, and I'm like, dude, I'll just cut that piece, right? Yep. Like, so I, if if something doesn't work, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, but I think like what we're trying to really hit home and dial in is don't just write your goals in, in, in January and put them on the shelf, right? You have to check into them. You have to review them. You have to say, are these still my goals? Do they fit me? Am I still willing to sacrifice the things I need to sacrifice to get to them? If not, rewrite new goals and start getting to work on them immediately. But whatever you do, don't just don't just go free willy-nilly, right? Like no, you're not you are not going to grow unless you are intentional about your action steps to grow. Yeah. So what are some of the resources? I know I, I use my Google Calendar like, you know, it's it's I live and breathe by it. I can't I can't have life without it. Um, what are some of the resources that you use on a daily basis? Because I know you use some different things. Um, I use I use the 10X planner. Um, I have kind of navigated to more using the Google Calendar. What I like about the 10X planner is that I can um, time block my day. I can write out all the things I want to do and I can highlight them as I go along and cross them off. And that allows me to feel accomplished at the end of the day. Even if I didn't cross off every single thing, because that doesn't ever happen in my life, um, I can see you know, the things that I did, I prioritize what's most important. What can I do tomorrow? What can I just not do? Um, and that's fine. You have to be okay with crossing things off and just not doing them or delegating. Mm, So that's one thing that has really helped, um, you know, us be successful. And I know you do too, is like when you have the ability, let people help you, um, delegate what you can, um, to others so that you can work on, spend more time in your business and your goals. So I use those things. Um, we have a desk calendar that we put on the wall, kind of like what you have, where we're keeping track of not just business, 
business stuff, but birthday parties. I mean, the kids get invited to birthday parties and, you know, um, who's going to go, who's going to stay, things that come up. And that's the other thing like in real estate is flexibility, but things come up. So like yesterday it was like we had clients call and they want to go see houses and it's last minute, but you got to make it work because you, you know, in this market, you have to see the house the day that they want to see it, the day it comes on the market or it's going to be gone. Um, the other thing that I use is, um, like Google tasks. I like that because it allows me to sort the different areas of my life. So I have my business tasks, I have personal tasks, then I got my shopping list. So all of those things, um, really just help keep, keep me in line using the bat doc, using the 411 sheet. Um, I use a lot of Google sheets, a lot of Excel spreadsheets, um, to make sure that I'm tracking. So like on the one I said, okay, um, here's all the months of the year. There's 12. Um, and I'm like, I, one of our goals was to save $20,000. So I, at the end of the month, I am going through and I'm, you know, it'll tally it up at the bottom and it's telling me how close I'm getting or how deficient I am in that area. So then I can go back and say, okay, where the hell did all our money go? Why did we only save $300 this month? Oh, it's because Kylie bought new slippers and we had to fix the van, which life happens. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm saying like adjust adjust and control the controllables. Yeah. And I think that's a great place. I, I have a couple more things that I am like itching to add, but let's stop for a break real quick. Um, but make sure you stay tuned because we have like three, probably four more great nuggets to share that will help you crush it in Q2. Everybody likes nuggets. <laughs> You're listening to The Elite Life. Elite Life. We'll be right back after this message. Get real estate coaching and training with MyStarsAcademy.com. The Agent Accelerator Program puts expert training right in your pocket that you can access from any phone, tablet, or computer 24-7, 365 days. Whether you're a new agent, a seasoned vet, or a broker with a team of agents to train, MyStarsAcademy.com has everything you need to be successful to scale and grow in real estate. So head over to MyStarsAcademy.com today so you can have a better tomorrow. Welcome back to The Elite Life. Business and life talks to help you get a little better every day. Here are your hosts, Kylie and Trish. And we are back. We are chatting today about what you doing with your time. Sup with you. Sup with you. (laughs) What are you doing with your time? Um... Raising wildlings. No, that's important. Um, Tracking your time, tracking your activities. Because if you're not tracking these things, like you said, you're just willy-nilly and you come to October. And in real estate, pretty much any deals that you line up in November and December, they're going to close in the next year. So really, the real estate year is January to October. And if you have not been tracking your KPIs, your key performance indicators, then you're probably not going to hit your goals. You might. Who knows? Yeah. I would also want to add to when you're looking at your goals, you're reviewing Q1, right? You're looking at Q1 
and you're like, crap, like I, you know, maybe I killed it in my personal life. I did all the things I'm supposed to be doing there, but I did nothing in my personal life. Do all of your goals align together? This is something that sometimes I fall into. Like I'm like, oh, I want to run a marathon, but I also want to be able to CrossFit like a beast. Well, you don't run a five-minute mile and deadlift 350 pounds. Oh, that's Those, not a thing? It's not. And and it took my CrossFit coach and my nutrition coach and two other people saying – Bro, <laughs> those goals don't go together. They're conflicting goals. You can't say, I want to take 16 family vacations and I want to make a half a million dollars in real estate this year. Those are conflicting goals. So you need to make sure that your goals align. Like, yes, you want to have a date night here and there. That's important. But you cannot kill it everywhere at one time. Something, and that, that brings me to the next thing that I want to say is, you have to say no sometimes. Yeah. You you know, you were talking about birthday parties and it's like I'm I'm so happy that my kids are out of the phase of birthday parties um because along with birthday parties comes, you know, the field trips and and, and don't get me wrong. I I did all of those things. I was lunch lady, I made the hot dogs for the school, I went on the field trips. Great memories. You love being there, but that time is such a time of extreme exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing all those things at home and with my kids, I will tell you, I was not doing all of these things that I'm doing today at work. I was not listing million dollar houses or half a million dollar houses or listing any houses for that matter, probably during those times, because I was saying yes to everything. And I remember one day Andy came into the office and he's like, Trish, let a different parent Cook the freaking hot dogs on Friday. There is no reason that you need to be in there. And it was funny because the same day a girl came in and she's like, I wish my mom would do lunch, but she has a job. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I have a job too. <laughs> you get no hot dog, right? None um, for you. <laughs> so I'm not saying don't be present in your kids' lives and don't contribute, but also know when to say no. Every yes to something is a no to something else. And you can't say yes to every single field trip and every single volunteer thing and every single party and every single thing at home and every single week we go on a date night and every single month we go on a vacation. And then also expect to prospect 65 hours and make $5 million and have 1,500 listings. Like you cannot do all of both. It is it is just impossible. There's only so many chemicals in your brain, science, for making decisions, and you only have so much energy and you only have so much bandwidth. And I will tell you what, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And I am the number one person for pushing myself to exhaustion until I'm like deathly ill on my deathbed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like though, I am learning from this over time, right? Like I broke my tailbone and well, not fully broken, bruised my tailbone. So you know what? I haven't been crossfitting. I tried it out last week. I tried to go one day and it was awful and excruciating pain and I have not been back since. Now, I will probably try it out again tomorrow to see how it works, but I'm giving myself the time to recover in between. I'm getting smarter about it, right? And the same with, okay, if I need to take a month where I know I know coming up, Trent's going to be graduating. I know I'm going to be spending time and energy going into that. So guess what? Right now, I am grinding at work. I am getting all the listings, getting all the buyers, doing all the recruiting, doing all the training, and I'm not coming home and cooking dinner. Dave's handling that, right? So like you said, delegate. Understand your strengths and weaknesses. 
understand you cannot fill every bucket at one time, and that's okay because we're humans. Give yourself some grace. Use your grit in the space where you're focused on and make sure all your goals align and you're not saying yes to absolutely everything. I actually one time, no joke, made a goal on my 411 sheet that I was going to say no to two things. And that, that day like they were like, goal? it was an actual goal because I was, it was when the kids were young and I was just saying yes to everything and I was killing myself. Yeah. And so I was angry and I was tired and I was hungry and I really wasn't doing anybody any favors. I was probably awful to be around at that time. And I went into trans practice and I remember they're like, we need a manager for the team, Trish. And I was like, no, no. And they looked at me like, did she just say, like, did she just say no? And I'm like, no, I can't do it. And girl, it was the most feel freeing feeling <laughs> ever. And I will tell you what, once you start setting those boundaries and saying no, which you're entitled to do. Like I was telling Trent the other day, we were talking about co-signing for people, right? We went to the bank, we were talking about credit. Yeah. And I was like, don't you ever co-sign for anybody ever? And he's like, well, what if it's family or it's a friend? And I'm like, here's what I've learned, Trent. When you have to say no, it may feel bad in the moment and it may make you feel kind of sad because you're like, I really want to help this person out. It's my family member, you know, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing I learned. If you don't do it, they'll find someone who will. Absolutely. They'll find someone who will. So you don't need to enable your sister who keeps borrowing money from you. If you say no, she'll find someone else to borrow money from, right? Um, and I told him, I said, don't you even co-sign for me. Like, if I fall on some hard times, do not buy me a car or house because I don't deserve it, okay? People deserve it because they worked hard, they were responsible, and they get that thing, okay? Um, and teach your kids that, dude. Teach your kids to set boundaries, to have hard conversations, and do it yourself. Like, I know, like, I, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a super people pleaser. But when I was able to start setting some boundaries and saying no, it not only made my life better, it made my family's life better, it made my work life better, it made our business run better, because I don't need to say yes, I'll take every vendor meeting. I don't need to say yes, me and Dave will both be at every birthday party and be at every swim and be at every everything. It's okay if sometimes he takes a birthday party and I take a hockey game. Yeah. That's fine, you know? At the end of the day, nobody dies. It's okay if Kim tells vendors, no thanks. We already have a mortgage guy and he's awesome. Yeah. That's okay. These things are okay. It's okay if I don't write a check for every single team that asks me to sponsor them. I do a lot of them, but I don't have to say yes to every single one and make our company go broke, right? So choose your yeses carefully. Say no sometimes. Delegate out. Make sure your goals align together because that's how you actually accomplish your Q1 goals, right? You got to make sure you're staying focused on the right things. And and there's something that you shared with me a while back when we first started doing, you know, coaching together. It was personal. It was life coaching. It wasn't even business stuff. Um, and I was super overwhelmed about doing all of the things and this and that and spending time with the kids came up and you're like, well, what are you guys doing when you're together? And you pointed out that spending 15 minutes five to 15 minutes chasing them around the yard, playing Barbies, reading to them was far more valuable than an hour watching a movie on the couch. And so there are, there are ways that you can say yes without um, sacrificing 
you know, too much and it's, it's quality over quantity. So I just wanted to speak to parents listening, like don't feel like your kids are feeling neglected. If you have to work until eight o'clock at night, like nobody's, nobody's going to die and they know that you love them. I mean, if you're a good parent, you're constantly telling your kid, you're, you're beautiful. I love you. You're the most important thing in my life, but don't let, like, I can't tell you how many times my daughter has come over to me because she's a Sasquatch and she has, um, said, mom, stop and put your stupid phone down and play with me. And I've had to say, number one, you talk to me like that again. We're going to have a much more intense conversation. <laughs> number two, I'm working right now. I'm Because because what they see is, what they're seeing right now is mom's phone is more important than me. Sure. And, I, you know, and they know that it's Facebook and YouTube and all of that. So I tell my kids, I'm like, mommy's working right now. I'm going to be another 15 minutes. And then I will put my phone away. We'll set a timer and you will have me for 30 minutes and we will do whatever you want so long as it's legal and we're not going to burn the house down. And a lot of times she accepts that and says, okay. And she knows how to do time now. So she'll go stand in the kitchen and watch the microwave because it's a digital clock. And she'll be like, all right, it's 10, 15. And she'll count 15 minutes. And, um, and then she'll come and tell me your 15 minutes are up um let's go have a dance party and I think that's good in so many ways number one it's a good for your kids to learn to wait amen right you don't walk into you know Best Buy and be like I need to see Bill Gates right now right no dude that's that's just not how life works so us teaching our kids this like instant gratification your way right away Burger King mentality is not helping anybody. Number two, you know what she's learning is that you are a strong role model. You are a woman that's doing her business, that's making things happen, and she's going to want to grow up and be just like you, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, the good parts, right? Let's hope so. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, having that intentional time, um, when I I was talking about me and Trent went to the bank, before we went, he was like, oh, I'm leaving to go pick up uh, G-Money, his girlfriend, Grace. And I was like, listen, I need you to not do that. I need you to sit down with me so that we can have a conversation. And I expected him to like go, no, I need to go see my girlfriend. And he's like, okay. And I was like, okay. I realized though, in hindsight, it's because I don't do that very often. If I'm like, hey, we need to sit down and have a conversation. He understands that this is an important time that my mom needs to talk to me about something and he shuts everything else down and he does it. If I was constantly nagging, I'm like, you never give me any time. That would be a lot different, right? But we've established that I respect your time. You respect my time. When I am on the phone, he understands that both my kids understand. Because when they were little, they were the same way, like, oh, you care about your phone more than me. And when I would, would explain, like, I'm not on Facebook, like, screwing around scrolling. I'm I'm posting social media content for our business. Our business gives us the money to go on trips. Those trips are what you remember for a lifetime, right? So when I came home last night at, geez, it was like 8.30, 9 o'clock from the office, 
they're not going to care that I came home at 8.30, 9 o'clock. They're going to care that we went to Turks and Caicos for a week and we had an amazing time and we swam with sharks and did scuba diving and went on jet skis. And that's what they're going to remember, right? Yeah. That's what's important. And I'm not doing it every single day. They're not like, oh, mom's a workaholic. She never makes time for us. I took that time with Trent. We sat down on the floor in my office and we had like a life talk. Like, hey, you're graduating. What do we want to do next? Why are we going to do it? Why do you think that this is, you know, it's hard to think about big, big picture items, but when you grow up, you might want a job or you get health insurance because you may have a family, right? right. And I, ha I take, you know, this time and I have these real life talks with them. And then I'm like, okay, you know, that talk's done. Like I got my point across. Let's talk about what you want for your graduation party. Oh, I don't care. Okay, no problem. Let's talk about what kind of food do you want to eat on your graduation? Let's talk about, do you care what the colors are? What are your school colors? Like, I want my kids to have a role. I don't just want to plan a party for them. I want them to have a role in their stuff. I want them to have an understanding of, I'll be proud of you and happy for you, whatever job you choose, right? Because I think that's something else that happens. Like, people pick their jobs again, just like their goals based on what they think they should do, mm -hmm. right? Not on what they love. And I'm like, my grandpa said something to me when I was a kid and he was like, Trisha, I don't care like if you're a trash man, you change the oil, you pick up dog poop. Like I'm going to be proud of you as long as you're happy with what you're doing. And that stuck with me forever, forever and ever. And I remember like on my graduation, um, I was accepted to U of M to go be a doctor. And I wrote in my thank you card for my gift to him. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a garbage man or pick up poop, but I am going to be a doctor. So I hope that you're proud of me. And I didn't end up being a doctor. I ended up being a realtor, but I hope that he's still proud of me <laughs> and what I'm doing. Um, but I try to get that same thing across to my kids. Like, I'm going to be proud of you no matter what you do. But I also want you to understand the doors you open and close with the levers that you pull um, and make sure that what you're doing is what you're happy doing, right? Like Trent loves playing hockey. And I always, always, always continuously tell him because it's a grind. Like he plays AAA hockey. He's going to go on to play junior hockey. And it's a lot of hard work hard work. It's yeah. mentally draining. It's physically draining. He's missed out on a lot of pieces of life. And it's kind of just like we do in real estate. Like we got to sometimes miss out on a lot of pieces of life, but we get a lot of other great opportunities, right? So he didn't get to go to kids' birthday parties like your daughter's doer like Angelina does, but he got to go to France and play in a hockey tournament and see the Mona Lisa and the Eiffel Tower, right? Yeah. So same thing with real estate. Like today I might not put dinner on the table every day, but I do get to take my kids on amazing vacations. I do get to stay in super fancy hotels like we did last weekend. We went to Minnesota. Our hotel had two bathrooms and two oh, microwaves Lord. and two refrigerators and two rooms. Um, and when I was a kid, you know, we stayed at the Days Inn and that was solid. So... It's a give and a take, and you have to make sure your goals line up with that, and you continue to crush it, right? I went, I went super tangential there. Oh, my goodness. What a journey Trisha has taken us on today. <laughs> we are on a journey, and... Uh, have you landed? I have. I, you know... <laughs> but um, bump, drop the mic. I am done for the day. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just to quickly recap, make sure... Make sure that whatever goals, number one, you set for yourself are yours. Make sure that they line up personal and professional. Make sure that you're checking in consistently, doing the things. And if 100 calls didn't get you where you wanted to go, make 200. If you don't like calling, make sure you're door knocking. Make sure you're social media-ing. Social media-ing? 
mediaing. Do it. Just do it. And be consistent and do it for more than a week because I promise you just one week ain't going to do nothing for you. Also, while I'm telling you what to do, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Make sure you come back next week for a fresh episode of Grit, Grace, and Real Estate. Make sure you share this episode and we'll see you next time. Adios. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.